Today our message time is a little bit different. It's going to be broken into three different little uh, short sermons. Uh, Pastor Jerry, Pastor Dick, and myself are all going to do a little uh, snippet about uh, glimpses into Christian community. And uh, today I wanted to just... um, share a little bit about something that's been uh, part of my ministry here at the church in the last year and a half or so, or two years, and that's working out at Teeter. And one of the things I want uh, to just convey to you today is that this is almost universal. People come out there to volunteer and they say uh, that they don't have anything to offer, that they have no skills, they don't have a green thumb, uh, they don't really know what they're doing. Um... But what they don't realize is that they are offering themselves. They are coming there. They're being present. They're offering whatever they have uh, for the good of the cause. And then what they quickly learn uh, when they take a time away or they slow down for the, from the usual uh, busyness of their lives is that they have gifts to share uh, and uh, they have ways that they can contribute uh, that help us all love one another well. Um, they connect back to the beauty of creation, um, the fact that we are all created by God and so is all of uh, the things around us that we can see. And when we dig in the dirt and we smell it and we plant seeds and then we see them grow and then uh, they bear fruit and we harvest them and then we take them and we distribute them to people Uh, who need uh, the food to eat. Uh, It's an amazing uh, connection and it reminds us that we are all interconnected as a community. Um, There in particular, people have come um, to places where they're able to experience healing uh, because there's something about the soil and digging in the dirt next to other people uh, and having conversations that matter uh, that's good for the soul. And even if you don't feel that you have any gifts uh, in that nat- in that way, uh, it's amazing when people come together around a common purpose and a common desire to uh, feed the hungry, to build community, and uh, to uh, spend time with, in education projects with children and adults and, and youth. Um, amazing things happen. Um, and even... Sometimes what we realize is that we meet strangers um, in that place and they become our friends. So that's a little glimpse of community that I've experienced recently out at Teeter that some of you might not see uh, because, uh, you know, if you're not there uh, week to week, you might not get to experience some of that. But I encourage you, if you'd like to come out and spend a little time away uh, to slow down and reconnect Uh, to the beauty that God offers us through nature and uh, also fellow human beings that are working by your side. I think you'll be blessed uh, greatly by that experience. Let's pray. Gracious God, we do give you thanks for the ways that you provide community for us through simple ways of digging in the dirt and planting seeds and watching them grow into food that feeds those who are hungry. Uh, We give you thanks. We ask that you continue to bless this project in all the ways where we, together as a community, reach out and connect to one another uh, so that you may be glorified. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The church by its very nature as the body of Christ calls its members to become healing communities. Churches can make an effective healing witness towards those affected. The experience of love 
acceptance and support within a community where God's love is made manifest can be a powerful healing force. Now, there are many theological foundations for equipping and mobilizing lay members in the provisions of pastoral care and care ministry. The Bible refers to the priesthood of all believers, a familiar phrase, to the transformed Christian church through lay ministry, hands-on Christian caregiving, resulting in the shared life of the triune God as we know that God. My boss, Carol Miller, and I, in our shared and separate roles, have have formed a care ministry team of two, uh, a nucleus, and also numerous and various small groups of care ministries uh, within care ministry during the last seven years here at this church. And we continue to build on that ministry. And as, as we continue to blossom in an older demographic, that seems to be growing, of which I'm a member, um, there's more and more care ministry that needs to be shared. But in doing so, we continue to build community, not only within the walls of this church, but outside the church walls as well. Now, there are a number of ecclesiastical writers who fear a, a relational crisis is growing within the Christian community due to an ever-changing, fast-paced, highly technical, technological, global and mobile society that seems to be on a steady rant and run. And the result they fear is a relational crisis for churches where many congregants, worshipers, and parishioners default to believing without belonging. I've witnessed much community outreach and community support for our county through our support groups, the visitation skills that have been developed, providing food for those recovering from illness, providing home communion, hospital and surgical calls, times of death support, death calls, the note card ministry, and providing study lessons and sessions, and thereby hoping to thwart a crisis of relationship that could fester and grow within a church. It's a full-time job, but it's also a fulfilling one, as we witness healing taking place, and particularly this year. Grief-share, divorce care, and single parenting in our Alzheimer's group all have seen healing take place in many different ways. Many of the participants finding solace, comfort, peace, and healing by communing and bonding with one another, many of whom don't even attend this church. Others have started to attend here regularly as a result of these support groups. To us, to the both of us, to those groups, all of this is community. This year we have nearly 30 people in grief share alone. Now most of what we do is not of a glamorous or glitzy nature. A lot of what Carol and I do in our ministry is very confidential, not made for uh, billboard publication. We counsel on a regular basis. We confront anxieties, burdens, and to a certain extent sin by providing safe places for disclosure, for dialogue, and confession. 
that portion of our ministry, that community building, is very small but strong in those venues. Carol and I were both trained as Stephen ministers, and that has been a benefit that we'll continue to implement. So our primary role as care ministers is to provide a, a fertile ground for cultivating a relational intimacy with God, the faith community, through care and support outreach. And to those perhaps even outside of the church who need to experience and know the love of God regardless of affiliations or beliefs. Thanks be to God. Amen. I saw in this scripture a picture of the church in that early Christian movement where the church was at its best. I do think it's important to note that this came right after the miracle of the resurrection and then 50 days later the powerful experience of the Holy Spirit that came to that Christian community and empowered them in many, many ways. Sometimes people get hung up on whether this condones certain economic theories or not, but we kind of miss the point when we get focused on that. What we see here is what happens when people have an authentic experience of God and it breaks down the barriers that exist between us and it shows what can happen when Christians come together in Christian unity. As Jesus even said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. And that's what's inspiring our desire to launch these growth groups that will begin early next month as we begin forming those this month. We want people to experience what God can do when we come together, when we love one another, when we let God be present fully in every possible way. A phrase that has been uh, guiding a lot of our talk as we've envisioned what these groups will look like is doing life together. Christians who seek to faithfully come together and see God's power to do life together. Now, growth groups will be a little different from some of the groups you may already be a part of. It won't be a Bible study. While we hope they'll use their Bibles, this group is so much more than about just acquiring biblical knowledge. It's more about application, more about applying that word to our daily lives. We also hope it will be a little bit more than a fellowship group, a little deeper than that, that we'll put in enough time together that that trust builds up that we'll feel comfortable holding each other accountable in our Christian journey. And what I think distinguishes these groups from most other groups we find in the church is that there will be a focus on the we, that we'll be just as concerned about the spiritual growth in everyone else in our group than we are about our own. It won't be just about what I'm getting out of it, but what we can experience together as we come together in God's name. If your growth group gels, then it will pick up on some of the characteristics that we see in the early church. It will resemble what we see expressed throughout the New Testament where it says, especially in Jerusalem, that the people worshipped in the temple. In addition, they, they gathered in homes where they heard the teaching and they prayed together. It says they shared a common meal together, which probably included the Holy Sacrament, but also shared a full meal with one another in true, authentic fellowship. The word that's used is the Greek word koinonia, which means to, to have in common or to share. 
Now, I believe there's probably a couple of obstacles we have that might, might hinder our success with these growth groups in our church. And one is that you may already have your circle of friends. You may have family. You may have a, a, a UMW circle that you're close with. You may have a Bible study that's been meeting for many years. And if that's the case, we're not trying to push you to do something more. If it's beyond your schedule, you may want more. But we're not trying to push that. What we hope that you'll do, especially the next few weeks, is as you hear of us talk about community, you might hear a characteristic or a trait you'd like to add to your group or that ministry that you're a part of. Uh, for example, you might, might want to make sure that, that there's a little bit more discussion and application to your, our daily lives. Or another characteristic we hope that our growth groups will have is that three or four times a year, together as a group, you'll do some act of service for our community or for our church. We hope that that, that experience will help us keep focused on what we are and that this group is also something that we can use to help grow the church. So please, if you are part of that group, be sure you inform our staff what you're doing, any study you're undertaking, so that when we get new people to come to our church, we can help funnel them to you so that they can grow in their personal walk as well. The other obstacle would be one that we all battle, that we all fight, and that is time. Uh, we are very busy people. And, and we know that... You may have your kids and AAU events that are taking you all over many places. Your work may take you out of town frequently. Just the thought of adding another thing to your life sometimes just feels overwhelming. If that's the case, I, I know how you feel. I remember when we were asked to be a part of a small group at a previous church. And already I had every single Monday night covered with committee meetings. Each week of that month had had a responsibility. We also had the thing we called the gathering where we met together for a common meal and then had a number of Bible studies. So the idea of adding another night of the week to my schedule just seemed to be too much. But here's what I experienced. When we chose to become a part of that small group, I, I began to look forward to Thursday night. It, it was not a responsibility. It was an opportunity and a joy in my life. We had a few people that were retirees and so they traveled a lot. So we just set up our schedule a few weeks at a time. We didn't have a rigid schedule. We just say, what we got going the next few weeks? And so we met whenever we could, but it kind of averaged out to about a little over two times a month. And we really believed in sharing a meal together. That was some of the best part of that experience. And so whoever was hosting provided the meals. That meant a couple times a month you didn't have to worry about cooking. And just to make things a little easier on ourselves, every once in a while we would just eat out, just gather, and the focus would be more on fellowship maybe than any, any real study of any kind. We would take the sermon topic, that would be what we focused on, and we learned to just use one good discussion question just to get things going, and it seemed to work out well. And things began to gel very quickly in our group. We developed a trust with one another. We were willing to share our human ten our very human tendencies, our flaws, our weaknesses. It was almost sometimes a, a time of conf confession once in a while because we'd build up that kind of trust with one another. And so there was a seal, a bond that came from us that's still there. That's still something as I 
talk to these people and keep up with them, will always be a part of my life. So that's what we hope you might experience. I think if you'd asked anybody in that small group experience, they'll say that our experience spurred our spiritual growth. It caused us to, during the week, to look for God moments and, and to be eager to share those with one another because we could share them trusting they understood where we're coming from and what we'd experienced. Now, I can't promise you that your experience will be the same, but I can say that it's worth the effort. It's worth trying for what it can bring into your life. So we hope over the next few weeks you'll consider a growth group or consider what traits to add to the group that you're already in so that we all can continue to be on that spiritual journey seeking to live into the vision that God has for our lives as well as for our congregation. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we thank you for this movement that has certainly been inspired by our vision, by our desire as a congregation to be what you call us to be, to be for this community what it needs us to be, and to follow your will in every way that you call us. Bless each of us in our own spiritual journey. May we do what will bring about the best for the glory of your kingdom through Christ who is our Lord. Amen.